1: Hi everyone, this is Chatting with Nat, uh, Miss Natalie Jeans, Natalie Sham. Today we have the honor of having singer-songwriter Mary Vetta. I hope I said that last name right. Mary is a teen singer-songwriter who is beginning to capture the hearts of listeners with her strong lyrics and catchy melodies. She has just released her debut single, Explosive, which is a multifaceted instrumentalist. She is one. She plays the piano and has been playing the guitar since the age of six. Fantastic. She began writing her own songs a couple of years ago and is excited to be able to share her talent with listeners. Let's give her a round of applause. Hi, Mary. How are you?
2: Hello, Natalie. I'm doing wonderful.
1: Whew. Um, it's been a crazy uh, past three years. Um, so I the first question I like to ask is this. How have you been since the tsunamis, Roe versus Wade, George Floyd, Tyree Nichols, cicadas, COVID, COVID has some babies, mass shootings, um, there's a lot of that's happened in the past three mm-hmm. years. How have you been able to deal with all this crapola?
2: I have a ton of wonderful support from uh, my friends and my family. And just, I think having people that care about you and support you as well and kind of have your back through these tough times, it's just a really wonderful thing to have.
1: Amen. Amen. A good <laughs> support system is important, especially... Mm-hmm. Um, during these, it's just crazy. It's just the things that I've seen has just been um out of this world. uh so, I mean, it's just like you wake up in the morning, you have to pinch yourself to see if you're not living in the 1800s. It's just, it's yeah, it's like hello, it's insane. Hello. It's insane. That's basically right. You're right. It's insane. Um, so one of the questions I like to ask is this. Obviously, you're a young person, a young yes. lady. <laughs> And I'm old as dirt, but um, I think the generations now um, are way more advanced than they were back in my day. So I think I can ask you this question. Mm -hmm. So obviously, the pandemic was an awful thing. People died and lost Mm -hmm. limbs and had long-term COVID and stuff like that. But Mm -hmm. out of that, there were some pros. And so basically, you know, I saw a lot lot of family members walking together. So what the pandemic did, it forced people to interact with the people that they were living with, because, Mm -hmm. you know, we're living in a fast-paced world. So a lot of Mm -hmm. times, don't have time to spend. There's some people, but a lot of people just don't have time to spend. So I saw a lot of that. I have some colleagues um, that realized they needed to come cut back on work. And now they're spending more time with their family. Um, There were a lot of articles about people quitting their jobs because what the pandemic did, it made people realize that, yeah, life is short. I've got to enjoy it. So why not do something Mm -hmm. that I love, something that's more in line with my passion, my destiny. I still need a roof over my head. I need to eat. I need clothes on my back. But I need to not cry every time I go down to work. I mean, and then there was climate change. My God, when we were not in the streets, pollution level went down. Uh, the animals, the trees were so excited that we weren't there. Unfortunately, they're probably mad that we're back. <laughs> and then you have artists like you and I that decided to you know, create albums, EPs, singles, mm-hmm. tracks, whatever. Some people decided to rebrand. Some people decided no, music's mm-hmm. not for them. So, mm-hmm. in your young life, um, well, watching everything that was going on in the world, did your uh, perspective change about how you want to be perceived as an artist? Did you stay the same? Mm-hmm. Because there was a lot of self-introspection. So mm-hmm. what did you what did you think about in terms of your career and what what you want as your goal in life?
2: I personally, I really want to make music that really is An expression of my true emotions. I don't want to have to hide behind my stage name. I want to be able to just say what I want to say. And Mm -hmm. I think my music really expresses that. And I think that's something that I learned during the pandemic that I don't want to just hold back any of the words that I have. I want to be able to say them out loud, even though it's through my music.
1: (laughs) That's awesome. Um, what I find in today's music, like when you listen to the radio, it's basically the same stuff over and over and over, 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 <laughs> and over again. Um, and it's hard for independent artists to be seen and heard. We have to do double the work. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, it's pay to play. they are getting paid to get on there. Um, and if you don't have the deep pockets, well, you know what you got to do? You got to get online. You got to get on all these social media apps to be seen and heard. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you if you're passionate about music, you can get it done. Um, there's mm-hmm. there's so many that we can do now. How did you get started in the music industry? Did you come out of the womb and you were like Mary Mary's got to do music, <laughs> or was it something that you saw or heard that that you were just like, okay, I got to get into this thing?
2: Excuse me, I'm so sorry. Um,
1: I always really grew up with
2: music. Okay. And- my parents played music all the time. We had a CD player in the living room, and my dad played the guitar. So when COVID hit, I started listening to music a lot more, kind of as an outlet for yeah. any emotion that I had. Right. And when I discovered that artists like Taylor Swift wrote their own music, I was like, "Wow, that's just such an incredible thing to do! Like, right. I want to be able to do that." So I got out my guitar and I got out like a little notepad and I just tried writing my own lyrics. And I will tell you the first ones were absolute garbage. They (laughs) sucked. But after a while and definitely after I met um, my songwriting class and all of those people have been a wonderful um, support system for me as well. I think I really got into my flow and that's how I started writing music. That was my own.
1: Yeah, I love that. So let me just tell you, um, when you get older, you write more and more songs, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: you're going to think that some of your lyrics are garbage, because I will go back to some of the stuff that I've done, and I'm like, oh, I have grown. I it's have grown in this way. You're just like, what was I thinking when I was writing that or singing that? Oh yeah, it doesn't, it mm-hmm. doesn't change, it doesn't stop. Mm-hmm. So um, mm-hmm. be prepared. Just be prepared to be like, oh, what? You're like what? Who's that? Sometimes you're like, oh, that was me. Oh no, I'm not putting that out. <laughs> so I completely <laughs> understand that. So, how mm-hmm. important is it for you to be authentic in your music?
2: I think it's really important because i don't want to make something that's like everything else out there i want to try and be unique at least uh just for myself so i can have that you know sense of like my emotions are out there and i said what i wanted to say and being authentic to myself is something that's really important when it comes to writing my music so i always make sure to add in my own little personal ties whenever i'm writing songs and i think that's something that's really special to me too because now that uh explosive is out there, I have my own little personal connection to it and I think that's a wonderful thing.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. I think mm-hmm. authenticity is the key to life. Um yeah. and so during the pandemic, um obviously I had you know, I was still working but working from home and I got to watch um a lot of TikTok. Um and I did <laughs> a lot of webinars and conferences on music. And mm-hmm. it was with this one thing with TikTok. It was like called cap, TikTok Cap University, and I learned about branding. I learned all kinds of things. But one of the things they said with TikTok is that you know you need to do five videos a day. Who has Whoa. time for five videos a <laughs> day? First of all, when you tried it, I tried it, and in the beginning I was kind of there, but then you you try you're just basically just looking for stuff to say. Then rather than being authentic and just getting on. To talk about what's going on at that moment. So,
0: mm-hmm.
1: the key thing with TikTok that I learned and I kind of knew is that the videos that do the best are the ones where people are being the most authentic. Why? Mm-hmm. Because when people watch those videos, they can see themselves in you. That means you're being your authentic self and they're like, "Oh, mm-hmm. I can do this." Now, when stars, mainstream artists whoever do their thing, that's not what they're thinking. They're thinking, oh, mm-hmm. this is really cool. Uh, Beyonce, Taylor, whatever, whoever's on there. Um, yeah. They're like, wow, this is awesome. But when they see Mary, they're going to be like, oh, my God, it gets me. I got to watch these uh, some more. Now, mm-hmm. are you on TikTok? I am not on TikTok. <laughs> um, so a lot of people are like, oh, my gosh, I don't know about TikTok and stuff like that. Oh, it's just people mm-hmm. being silly. But that's a misnomer. OK, so, yeah, I mean, it's such a misnomer. There are people that are teaching you different things. There are people that are teaching you how to cook. Mm-hmm. There there are uh, people teaching you about life hacks. I mean, there's there's like something as simple as eating a pineapple. Who knew you didn't have to cut the thing? You just pulled out the ridges. <laughs> I mean, That was like OMG moment right there. Um, and there are people that just get on there being vulnerable. They're crying. They're mm-hmm. depressed or, or something. They're just happy you know, happy in a relationship or happy in a friendship, or they're just dancing. So basically it's just yeah. showing you everyday normal life for most part. For, for most part. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's it's a great tool. I also call it the devil <laughs> because there are moments yeah. where I'm like, okay, um, I'm just going to watch this for just a couple minutes and I've been on it for two hours. I kid you not. That's why I call it <laughs> the devil. Because it's like, you can't, it's, 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 it's like, it's three minutes, it's so 10 minutes of your, in your, or two minutes, or one minute, or 15 seconds that you're watching, and it, time just flies by, because a lot of the stuff I watch is, is funny stuff, and we mm-hmm. said that, actually, uh, the viewership on, on uh, TikTok is way more than Netflix. That's how crazy Whoa. that is. That oh is my how God. So, as an artist, as a burgeoning Mm -hmm. artist that you are, how do you – obviously, you know, you're an independent artist, so you have to manage your social media apps. You have to say something. So, how do you go about doing that? Uh,
2: Usually, I haven't posted much. Uh, I usually post on Instagram. And usually, I share things about – usually, things that are music-related that are going on in my life. Like, for example – I went to see Broadway shows and mm-hmm. I was sharing about my social media or uh, when I went on with your partner, um, Nikki, I shared when I yeah. went on her show and I shared about the single coming out, of course. But other than that, I haven't posted too much, but I do hope to uh, put more on social media in the future.
1: Now, I would talk, okay, cause I'm i going to play your song soon called Explosive. Tell me what that's about. Yeah. So, Explosive, it's inspired
2: by real-life stories, but, I mean, it's going to be kind of hard not to write a story when you're in middle school surrounded by a bunch of teenagers who kind of live for causing drama. Yeah. um, mm -hmm. (laughs) But it's kind of about this person who, I think, over the course of their friendship changing, they really got hurt by those changes, and that's what Mm. Explosive is about. Mm-hmm. alright
1: we all can relate to that let me tell you mm-hmm. <laughs> I know <laughs> Um alright let's play this song here <laughs> I know I put it on here it is alright
0: I knew better back then Neon sneakers Your voice on the loudspeaker Cause I can say I knew you Way back when Fill in a blank page A mark that you can't erase you can say that you've sure changed Saying it ain't too late Your words been like a golden flame A feeling that you can't explain Then your eyes light up Like that. It's out on a your day, but you never work inside. I can say I knew you Way back when I loved it You have a great voice Um, Thank
1: you I mean I could definitely hear that Song in a show you know, maybe a show with a teenage angst or it could be a show with adults. I mean, it's, I think it will work well. I mean, you're just like me. I recently wrote, well, I recently wrote a song about, um, a former friend, um, but my song's called I'm done. Um, but it basically is the same premise. You know, you see certain things and you're, you're shocked by it, but then you shouldn't be shocked by it and stuff like that. And, um, now, one of the things while I was listening to it, it was like different ideas came to me, like for social media and stuff like that. And one of mm-hmm. the things you can do is like take some of the words from your lyrics um, and mm-hmm. make. Do you use Canva at all? I oh, I love Canva. <laughs> okay, so you use Canva. You create, you know, mm-hmm. something that's because you, you the obviously the song is called Explosive, so you could kind of make the words pop, like um, you talk about the tenant, the sneakers. You could kind of make those pop and you could put the lyri- some of the lyrics around it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's what I've done with some of my songs is basically just mm-hmm. taking some of the lyrics and posting them with the music in the background or talking of, or even inspirational quotes that deal with what your song mm-hmm. is about. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Those are some mm-hmm. different ideas to post like um, every day when you can. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so monotonous, you know. I was, I Nikki and I interviewed this um promotional company, and they were talking to us about how, oh, you shouldn't post the same thing on on each platform. I'm like, who has time to come up with something different for each platform? Are <laughs> you know. kidding me? It's so difficult Ooh. to just think of one. <laughs> That's right, just one. It's just like, oh my god, how can I get people to really like this? Um. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Are you going to do, have you thought about doing a music video for it? Oh, we have not talked about that yet. <laughs> and you, listen, and you don't have to spend a lot of money on music video. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, can't, our cell phones, especially if you have yeah. a great cell phone, can do it all for you. And then you get, you know, a music video editing tool and bam, you're in. Because what people like is authentic videos also, something that's not too um, overdone with CGI and all that stuff, I'm telling you. Yeah. <laughs> Authenticity is the key. Now, what do you love most about being a, an artist?
2: I, Like I said before, I love just being able to express myself through my music mm-hmm. and just saying all the words that most don't, just kind of being right. more right. Com- With my music and being able to share that with people, it's
1: just it's a wonderful feeling. I mean, I love that. We're we're simpatico on that. I love to just say what I want to say. Um, Mm -hmm. like my writing process, basically, you know, I'll sit down. I'll okay, I gotta do verse, verse. Let's do an intro, Mm -hmm. verse, 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 and then I'm like, why am I writing this way? Because I. I like to do what I want to do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, yeah. and I'm trying to get the world to see music as an art form. You know, when we go see, go to an art gallery and we see art, we can appreciate the mm-hmm. art we move on. You know, just like music is subjective, mm-hmm. we move on. So mm-hmm. I'm so, so not a stickler for format. You know, like in I do country music America, Oh, you have to have this. You have to have that. Why? Isn't the whole point to tell a story? <laughs> yeah, just do whatever you want with your music. It's your music. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um. Uh, I, I'm like multi-genre, but I focus on uh, Americana and country. And somebody today asked me, you know, what is your brand? And I because she's like, oh, you got to focus on one thing, which I get to a certain degree, but I just, you know, I'm an yeah. artist, I create, that's what I want to say. <laughs> but in the world of country music, you know, they're on, they're on another land. <laughs> you know, what I'm trying to see is, and tell people is that music evolves <laughs> over <laughs> time and yeah. that people start, you know, seeing this as an art form. Now, what is your process uh, when you are creating a song? How do you go about that? And if you have writer's block, how do you deal with that?
2: Usually, um, my songs are usually inspired, keyword inspired, by real life experiences. Right. And, yeah, I get a lot of those because middle school drama is wonderful inspiration for writing songs. But um, I'm a binge writer at heart, where I will just sit down and I can write pretty much a good solid song in about half an hour, and then mm-hmm. i write another one. And I can knock out a couple in a few hours, and then I just kind of stop writing for a good while, and then once I get that pop of an idea in my brain, I will just go on that binge writing thing again. Mm-hmm. probably not the best thing to do,
1: but it's what allows me to create F, so right, that's how I do it. <laughs> You basically have to do what works for you. I know that when I start when I'm forced to write I can't write. But if I'm writing because I'm moved by something and it's usually like I'm like you, I write something um personal about my life. Um mm-hmm. then I, then it can flow. And if I'm not yeah. such and if I'm not trying to be so rigid about how to write the song, then it'll flow.
0: <laughs> but
1: if um, I'm like oh okay got it. here's the theme let me write about it then I get angry I yell at this, the screen so I still type mm-hmm. you know I type but I also like to write on paper I'm such yeah. a paper person I'm old school I like it <laughs> I like to feel the paper it makes it feels more like feel yeah doesn't it like feel, <laughs> it, it feels like you're more present with the work than you typing it on the screen mm-hmm. and doing it that way Now, have you performed out yet? Out on Out in the World yet? I have not performed Out in the World yet. (laughs) Uh oh. That's going to be the next step. Oh, do you mean this original song? Just this one? No, just Out in the World, period. Oh, oh absolutely. Okay. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Oh yes. Yeah, yeah, I love I love performing. I thought you meant this song. (laughs) No. No? Yes, (laughs) I
1: performed before. Now, mm-hmm. what do you prefer? Do you prefer a more intimate setting or do you prefer like a huge stage when, where you could rock out basically? Um,
2: hmm. I would prefer, at this point, I would say I'd prefer more of an intimate setting just to kind mm. of, I think it's just easier to kind of connect with your audience that way. Right, right. Mm-hmm. I agree. And I feel like I- with a bigger stage, I'd get, Really nervous that I'd have to impress everyone in the room, but when it's more kind of like an intimate setting, I feel like okay, I know the people in here, I'm good to go.
1: That's that's really smart. That's true. When in an intimate setting, yeah, you have there's more of a closeness. You can see mm-hmm. the people's reactions. You can engage mm-hmm. with the audience. I completely yeah. That. Huh. yeah. Now, who are your musical idols and why? Um, I really
2: admire people who can write poetry as well as lyrics. So people, of course, like Taylor Swift, um, Lauren Spencer Smith, Conan mm-hmm. Gray and, uh, Cave Town. Cave Town, mm-hmm. in my opinion, is such a lyrical genius. Um, their work is just out of this world. I really appreciate all the music he writes and people who are able to paint an image, paint a picture in your mind with their songs are people who I can really respect.
1: Right. Well that's awesome. That so you consider yourself a singer songwriter. Uh, but there yes. is there a specific genre that you like to sing and write?
2: Um, I wouldn't say in particular. Yeah. I like well, to experiment. I like
1: yeah. it. Yeah. Experimentation is very important. Now, while you're in high school Um, do you, I mean, I'm sure they still do this, you know, I haven't been in school like in a hundred years. Um, they still have musicals and stuff like that. Do you participate? Do you audition for things like that as well?
2: Uh, yes. I am a part of my, I am part of a ton of my school's music ensembles. Oh, great. Uh, I'm a part of my school's like jazz and concert band and like all the school choruses and, um... I auditioned for like the county ensembles and for okay. our high school musical. Awesome. And so performing is a real passion of mine. So yeah, that's why I
1: was like, oh yes, I do. I do love performing. <laughs> now, how, how do most of the people in your school know that you're an artist?
2: Uh, most of the people do know. Yeah.
1: That's awesome. And how do they treat you?
2: Uh. <laughs>
1: been a little tough
2: but I'm just I I really honestly do not care what they think because I'm They're creating and they can just you know I am creating what I love and if they don't like it whatever I I love my music they don't have to but I love it they can eat
1: doo-doo I will say it for you <laughs> <laughs> They can you poop. um <laughs> um and the reason I asked that question, you know, I had Ada Leanne on my show, the one that was on mm-hmm. um, we, before she got on that show, America, American Songwriting Contest. And um, she said uh, that, you know, in high school that her um, people didn't really appreciate or they didn't, you know, they weren't very mm-hmm. friendly about the fact that she was in music, but there was like this other kid who was a guy in her school that, mm-hmm. you know, and, and they were, oh, they were gushing all over him and stuff like that. She just couldn't understand mm-hmm. it. It's just bizarre. <laughs> and and I and I often say that when it comes to guys, people don't really care. There's something about when women, girls, whoever, do something, you know, people will just have to say, oh, you're never going to do, oh, you think you're that good, oh, da, 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 this, that, and the other. It's just mm-hmm. weird. But I love the fact yeah. that you are strong and you say mm-hmm. you know what this is what i'm doing in fact music is subjective it doesn't matter if you like it or not because yeah. i like it <laughs> yeah. and and i'm basically going to do my thing because mm-hmm. uh, in this music business you definitely have to have a tough skin um mm-hmm. even if you're great people are always going to try to find something wrong with what you're doing <laughs> yeah.
0: always
1: and you're just like <laughs> you know what i'm happy that's all that matters because The bottom line is the energy that you put into your music is what you're going to attract back. So if you put a lot of love, your soul um, into your music, that's what you're going to get back. Um, When I first started out with music, you know, I was listening to the beat and stuff like that. As I got deeper involved into the music industry, I really listened to lyrics and how people use their words. I mean there are some great artists that use words you wouldn't even think of in um in their lyrics. Um when you listen to music what do you listen for? Uh
2: of course I listen for lyrics. I mm. love listening for unique rhyme schemes or just kind yeah. of um metaphors in a sense right. or kind of words that have a double meaning like oh my god like if you kind of research like, the time period when the artist wrote the song, you're like, oh, my yeah. God, I didn't know that they were going through this at the time when they were creating. And it's just, like, the song has a whole new meaning once you look at the meanings of the words.
1: Right.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That is so true. <laughs> the music industry is very interesting. Um, what are three things? you're starting to learn about the music industry that you weren't aware of before. All right. So number
2: one, I'd say, like you said, facing criticism. Mm-hmm. It's definitely like, it's something that I expected and that right. I, I'm, I'm, I would say I'm getting used to it now, but like, I'm just going to create what I want. If you don't like it, you don't have to listen to it.
0: Right.
2: Um, <laughs> two, I'd say, just being able to love what you're doing and not care what other people think and just Mm -hmm. doing music for yourself. Right. Like I, I create music solely to create and just to have that expression for myself. And I'm glad that I have this outlet and I'd say third is just, um, I say I'm really thankful to have a producer who I have a good connection with and that I understand, he understands my style. Shout out to Phil. Uh, You're a great producer. And um, after we established, we've known each other for around uh, two, three years now. So now that we have this established um, relationship, we can create just such wonderful music together.
1: And that's important. Mm -hmm. That is very, very important. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like you in the sense that whatever I do has to be extremely real you know I know for myself yeah. that with my music I want to affect change I want somebody to turn around and said, yes Natalie did that oh my gosh when I listen to Natalie yeah. I feel much better or I want to scream or I want to do this I want to do that um, you know obviously we want to make money during this because we want to survive on this <laughs> earth um, mm-hmm. that's very important but because um, a lot of people ask me that question you know people want to win a Grammy they want to do this and that yeah yeah that's nice and all that stuff but um, there's got to be somehow that the lyrics the words whatever that I've done or written it has affected some kind of change in somebody else's life yeah that mm-hmm. when because the thing, the one thing that you mentioned, which is true, is that during the pandemic, we had downtime, more people had time to listen to independent artists. They just had time to mm-hmm. do it. What, whatever, what yeah. else are they going to do? You know what I mean? And so it opened the door for uh, a lot of independent artists to be heard and seen, which is fantastic. I hate the fact that a pandemic had to, to, to happen. But, you know. We accept what we accept. Um, yeah. And it allowed for more people when they are going through stuff to be able to go on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Clubhouse, Snapchat, whatever, to find those artists when they're feeling some kind of way. Because mm-hmm. what we what people really want is hope in this world. Yeah. Um, yeah. People want to be able to laugh in this world. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. People want to be able to gravitate to something that will make them feel better when they're feeling sad. Mm -hmm. I mean, So I always tell artists all the time that if you are a musician, you're a composer, you're a lyricist, whatever, this is your Mm -hmm. superpower. (laughs) This is your superpower. You can affect Mm -hmm. change. You know, if somebody says to you, Oh, I don't know what you're doing music. You just say, listen, listen, this is my superpower. Just because you don't have one, don't come to me and tell me, <laughs> anything, basically. Mm-hmm. No, I'm dead serious. It's like a superpower because music yeah. is a place where people can get along.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know what I mean? It's a place mm-hmm. where we all just, we're all connected in some way because we're all listening to the same music and we're enjoying the time you know people don't want yeah. to talk with this that and the other so um it's a beautiful thing now yeah. if you could perform with any artist who would that be and why
2: oh if I could perform with any artist I mm-hmm. think I would love one uh, it's not going to happen but I would love to yeah. perform with Conan you never for, know you never know <laughs> Don't jinx it, but I would love to perform with Conan Gray. He has such a wonderful stage presence, and he just seems like a genuinely great person to be around. So I think he would be a wonderful co-artist.
1: Hey, you could manifest it. You never know. I always tell people, I'm like, don't say it, don't, it won't happen because you just don't know. Life is very interesting. I um, interviewed another artist on here, and she was watching a show on Netflix, and she really liked the show, and. Um, she found the producer of the show on Instagram, actually. She wrote a song for the show. Yeah, she wrote a song for the show, sent it to the producer, and the producer absolutely loved the song and put it on the Netflix show.
0: That's
1: awesome. Yeah, so I tell people all the time, if you want things to happen, you can manifest it. You just have to work very sure. hard at getting it. Or, you know what, it's so easy to get in contact with a, a lot of these people right now. I
0: mm-hmm. mean, when I
1: when I watch a show and I think, okay, I'm going to write a song for this show, I try to find yeah. the music supervisor. That's what you do. You find mm-hmm. the music supervisor, you send them your music and say, listen, I really like the show. I wrote this song for it. Um, be cool if you you know, could play it and da 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 tell me what you think, yada yada, blah blah blah. Um, and sometimes they do, you see it happen for her. Um so you could, you know, write a song, a, a duet for that person, send it over and see what happens. <laughs> That's why I say you never know what can you happen. hmm So this is a cheesy question, but anyway. Um <laughs> go ahead. Like, where do you see yourself? Oh, geez, you're 14. So I'm going to say, where do you see yourself in seven years rather than the five? <laughs> You'll be 21. I'll <laughs> be 21. In seven
2: years, hopefully, I'll still be able to enjoy creating music. I'm sure I will. But I I really hope to just enjoy music more than just, um. I just really hope that I can still have that, sense of connection to music that i have now but i'm sure that i will and i hope that i'll be able to put more songs out and that i'll be able to reach more people with my music and hopefully that's where i'll see myself in seven years i don't want to plan too far ahead because a lot's going to change in those seven years but uh yep. yeah
1: that's what I'm be. <laughs> i mean i think i think that's awesome as long as you stay focused on what you wanna do, I think that you'll be able to do all those things that you wanna do. Mm-hmm. Um what advice would you give to somebody and yes, you're fourteen, but you can give you can give advice. <laughs> you seem like a very intelligent woman. So okay. what advice would you give to somebody trying to get into this industry?
2: Again, I would say I've said it so many times already, but make music for you and because it makes you happy. Amen. Like, don't don't make music just because you think that or like your parents tell you you should do it, or you've been or pressured by somebody else to make it do it because it makes you happy. And it's such music is such a wonderful thing. And you're able to express your emotions so much with it. And just having that outlet is it's such a blessing to have and really just keep
1: creating music because it makes you happy. Amen. And I would also add that you stay true to yourself as an artist. Yes. You know, times when you, yeah, you know what I mean? So a lot of times uh-huh. people will pick you and try to say, well, maybe if you change your image and maybe if you did this and maybe if you did that, you need to stay true to who you are. Don't yeah. let anybody change your musicality, what you're trying to express, because obviously you have something to say. Yes. Yeah, I completely um, agree. Understand your own brand. You know, mm-hmm. I was talking to this lady today and we were talking about branding and stuff like that. And um, yeah. you really, truly have to understand your brand. Once you understand your brand, then you know how to promote your work and who the audience that you're dealing with as well. Um, it's so important. I was watching this show and this guy is a model and stuff like that. So all he would post would be pictures of himself on Instagram, which were great, <laughs> but he, that's a yeah. talent agent, and the talent agent says, nobody knows who you are. Yes, you're a pretty face, but who are you? What is your brand? Because nowadays, mm-hmm. people want to get to know the artist, the model, the cook, the whatever. They yeah. want to get to know you, so they, they don't want to waste their time. People look at these things now as an investment of their time. Yeah. So you have to make it worth their while mm-hmm. to be able to say, okay. Today, I'm going to sit down. I'm going to listen to Mary's music because you know what? Every moment that I spend listening to her, I just feel so replenished. These are the (laughs) things. Yeah. These are the things that you want uh, to come out of the things that you're doing. Now, after releasing this song, Explosive, are you working on a new album? Are you working on new singles? Are you just working on promoting this, this song?
2: Uh, currently we are working on getting out my next
1: single and, uh, Phil
2: and I are hoping to get in an album by the end of the year. Awesome. Yeah. So awesome. currently I'm trying to trigger the binge writing so I can write like a good amount of songs before, uh, summer rolls around and we have to start recording.
1: This, uh, this other person I uh interviewed, she did a 30 day challenge, like write a song every day for oh, 30 days. Okay. So I Listen, I was going to do it, then, you know, life happened, and I I, I, I want to try. And then, so, I asked her how it went, and she says, you know, there were days where it was, like, great songwriting, and there were days that was just gibberish, um, yeah. which I, I completely understand. Like, if you're trying to force mm-hmm. yourself to write something just to complete a challenge, some of the songs might just be, okay, what, what the hell did I just write here? Um yeah. But yeah, I understand it. And Phil Phil is a great guy. I had Phil on my Uh show about a month Mm -hmm. ago or so. Um wonderful wonderful musician as well. Um of course. Yeah. And he gives his heart and soul to everything that he does. So I really um do appreciate him. Um, well Mm -hmm. that's all. Well Mary, thank you so much for being on Chatting with Nat. It was great to (laughs) get know you. Um, I love your music. It, yeah. I love authenticity <laughs> is key. Uh, wait to hear your music in some film or documentary <laughs> or, or, you know, television show, commercial, whatever, you know? I keep oh, telling people, you got to look into that sync and licensing thing. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the song Explosive is really good. I think it would work. So I definitely oh, yeah, you should shop that song out. I mean, <laughs> believe me, I think somebody would grab it. There's another person I interviewed, <laughs> and their music was like, whoa. And like, well, yeah, we're not really focused. I said, no, you need to focus on trying to get this song out there, because it was really good. I mean, the tonality, the theme, mm-hmm. it will work. I'm, okay. Just, trust me on it. Trust me on this. Yeah, fans, thank you so much show. It was. I had such a wonderful time. Oh, thank you. How do you say your last name? I don't know why this is. Veda. Veda. Like, yes. okay, Veda. All right. Veda. So if anybody <laughs> wants to find Mary Veda, you can go to www.maryveda.com. Instagram is mary.veda.music. Facebook is Mary Veda Music. And if you can't remember that, you know what you can do? You can Google. Google, Google. You can stream her music. You can buy the music. Please buy the music. Um... <laughs> Starbucks and spend $5 on a cup of coffee. You can spend 99 cents, twenty nine on the song. It's not going to kill you. All right, Mary, <laughs> thank you so much for being on Chatting with Nat. I really appreciate it. <laughs> I appreciate it too. Thank you. All right, everybody. This was Chatting with Nat with singer-songwriter Mary Veda. Until next time, I'm oh, uh, Chatting with Nat. Love your